and welcome to episode two of the Glad That Got Made podcast. We survived episode one, didn't we, guys? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> We've done very well. We got some very positive feedback. We've already got a five-star rating on iTunes. I don't know if you've that. That's actually incredible. That. I'm it's actually a an official... Because they say you need to get a certain amount of um, reviews. How many and, do you uh, need? So we, I think you needed like four or five, and we've got six. Yes. Six yes. five-stars. I don't know if that means we trend, but hey, we're on there <laughs> and we're live. So thank you for everybody really who downloaded and listened and gave me some very kind feedback on our first episode. So we thought, hell, let's do a second episode. So just as a little reminder, my name is David. I'm Dan. And I'm Gemma. And yeah, and so we all bloody love movies and entertainment just in general. So let's all start off with... Uh, a film that we are glad they got made. Dan, kick us off today, please, sir. I've, I only, I've only just recently seen this film. Um, it's called Sing Street. Sing I know David's Street. a big fan. Have you Very seen big it? Fan. No, I haven't seen you it. You have got to see it. If you, are, I'd say you don't have to be a big fan of the 80s. Um, the film is about a... Um, it's set in Dublin, 1985, and it's about this um, kid who gets kind of relocated from sort of private school into a standard kind of Catholic school in yeah. Dublin. He goes through a little bit of transition. Um, he finds a girl that he's interested in and for some God knows reason he says he's in a band. <laughs> he has a band. And he puts together with a few people that he meets at school um, and they just come up with some of the most brilliant music. Yes, they it. do. And um, so on an Oscars theme because of, that's where we're at today. And we certainly are. Stuff yeah. like that. Is, um I'm surprised that they didn't get nominated for Best Original uh, Song. Yeah. Given that I had a look at what was also nominated that time. So City of Stars from La La Land won, but also Justin Timberlake, Can't Fight the Feeling. Yeah. There were a couple of good songs in there, but my favourite, or my favourite or should have been nominated, was Up. Yes. It's a very, very good, and it it builds nicely in the song. So it's kind of like early when they're really crap. And he starts off singing a yeah. few lyrics. And the lyrics are actually quite good. Yeah. And then it builds into it. A bit of piano comes in, bass, drums. And it, it develops into a really, really good 80s song. Mm. And uh, fits uh, into the, fi- the film very well. I wonder if it, if it got a bit of a snub because it just got forgotten about. Because I think it was released in April. So I think uh, it was... Dilu- so a bit too late. So it might have been... Well, a bit too early. Oh, sorry. As in, yeah, so early, like with the yeah, Oscars yeah. in February yeah, and then it comes out. Oh, it might have even yeah. been March. Yeah. So it might just have been... Because we were very surprised that it got snubbed as well. Strange. Yeah. There we go. So that was my Glad It Got Made at Sing Street. If you haven't seen it, Gemma, it's yes. a good, yes. feel-good movie. Definitely tune in. If you like The Wedding Singer, The Commitment. <laughs> oh, I love The <laughs> Wedding together, Singer. Put together, Sing Street. <laughs> One of Adam Sandler's only good films. Yeah. <laughs> He's only done a couple of good ones and that's one of them. <laughs> what, you mean grown-ups and grown-ups too as well on that list? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> right, Gemma, what is your film that you're glad that got made? The film that I'm really glad that got made, it's got a lot of sentimental value behind it. So it's My Fair Lady, which is the 1956 musical. So it's about um, Eliza Doolittle, who's this cockney um girl in london and she is sort of transformed into this well my fair lady by um what's his name henry higgins sorry and he's played by rex harrison Mm. and um, audrey hepburn is eliza doolittle and it's just 
I love it because um, we always used to watch it with my grandparents, my cousins, when we were younger. And we just used to beg them to put it on again and again and again. And um, we also used to, before we had dinner and stuff, he would always make us recite like the little um, lines she does. So we'd all have to stand at the table and say, <laughs> the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane and like say it again faster and faster and faster. We'd try and trip, him, trip us up, but we couldn't. Um, we always used to do it perfectly. So he always used to have to give us like little treats and stuff. But it's just a really, it's also just a really good film. And it did win, I looked this up, it won Best Picture that year. And Rex Harrison also won Best Actor. But Audrey didn't even get nominated for Best Actress. Did she ever win one, do we know? Did she get one for... um I don't know, actually. It's a rather big film. Breakfast in Tiffany's. That's it, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, she must Slightly different film. I don't know. Her, her, to be honest, her Cockney accent is a bit questionable. <laughs> like is, it, is, is it better than Dick Van Dyke's from <laughs> Mary Poppins? I think, yeah, actually, it might be better than Dick Van Dyke's. Right. I yeah, can't believe that film lot. hasn't been remade. If you look at all the I classic know, films, yeah, it hasn't been I was remade. Thinking, like, I mean, if not, we could possibly put yeah. it out there. Maybe I, but we could take Danny Dyer. Because <laughs> he's claiming to be royalty now. What, to be Henry now. Higgins? <laughs> no. No, to be my... <laughs> what, to be my... Mar- Mar- Martha Feller. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad it hasn't been remade because I feel like it would really spoil it for me. Please, <laughs> please don't remake that film. Leave it as it is in my memory. Okay. <laughs> it's you. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, my film that I'm glad I've got, got made is Iron Man. And the reason that I'm glad that Iron Man mm-hmm. got made is because I think it's, it's one of the best Marvel films I think it's probably in like the top five out of all like eighteen, nineteen that have been released, and um, and I think without the success of that, I don't think we would have had the Marvel story yeah. had it not have been so good <coughs> and not have been well cast. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they've had a few duffs, but I think Iron Man just set the bar very high at the beginning. And then just every, especially with all the actual Avenger movies, it just, for me, it just gets higher and higher and higher. And when Endgame comes out, like, next month, I'm yeah. just, just going to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'm going to cope with this film. <laughs> I really don't. Like, they say, I think they said it's, it's going to be, like, three hours long. No, I don't know it? if that's going to be enough for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've watched... Maybe they're going to split it into a, into a three-parter. Oh, God, I hope so. They could do. I mean, <laughs> Infinity War, I think I've probably watched about seven or eight times already. Have you? Since it's, I went to the cinema twice to, to watch before it. before it comes out. And then, I think, yeah, I think I've seen it about six times at home. It was brilliant. And I'm yeah. not really a Marvel no, fan. No, and for honest. somebody... I don't even think Infinity War is the best film. But just something about the story, I just can't stop watching it. I'm really glued to it. And... I just, I have no idea what's going to happen in Endgame. No, I've it's very open. Absolutely no. It? I mean, obviously, people are going to come back. Mm. That's a given. But how, I don't know. And who, I mean, obviously, like Spider Man will probably survive because he's got his new film. But there's going to be a moment when Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are reunited. Yeah. And I think that might just, I will break down <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Probably in tears because it's just going to be such an emotional reunion, and it might be that one of them is going to have to die for the other person. Yeah, 
And I just don't Would know you be disappointed the way they just kind of like meet each other in a bar and yeah. cheers, oh, mate? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well you, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Me, me, me too. Yeah, works. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> would break, that would also break yeah. my heart. Anyway, go, is, go. Your missus, <laughs> is your missus ready? Is she like for your breakdown in the cinema? Have you, pre- have you prepared her and warned her? In uh, well, well, I, she like, she is now lost interest in all Marvel because I know Dan is a little bit. Fatigued, aren't yes, you? Yes, it's, it's just Which far is fair too enough. many. It's got, I mean, when you said there was like 18, 19 films, I've not even managed to see all of them yet. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> some that I actually forgot. Um, yeah. Age of uh, Ultron, I forgot yeah. I had actually seen that film. <laughs> have you seen it? I don't know. Have you? Oh, no, apparently I have. <laughs> so My yeah, Virgin so Bill says I have. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our next segment is what we have seen recently. So Gemma, what have you been watching recently? So I saw the most recent one at the cinema was Green Book. Yes, and excellent. Well I'm done. Actually, yeah, that <laughs> was go, go see a proper really, movie. really good. <laughs> it was, and um, I went with my housemates, and we were all like in tears at the end. It's not sad, but it's just really nice, a heartwarming film. But I've read so much about it recently that I really wish I hadn't read <laughs> because it kind of spoiled it for me a little. Oh, what is it painted just in a bad, bad picture? Yeah, just bad things like apparently the f- the um, family oh. of the of the of the guy that, um, that drives the jazz yeah. artists around. They said it's not like accurate and things like that. Oh. And the well. director's been accused of all sorts of assaults and things like that. So I was like, oh, oh God, God, I wish I just left it. Oh but dear. <laughs> <laughs> but out of the cinema, I watched Boss Baby <laughs> recently. <laughs> A very Oscar themed <laughs> movie there. <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> like, I was on my own in the lounge just watching Boss Baby and like eating ice cream. <laughs> and my flatmates walk in and they're like, What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> I was just laughing at all the puns. It was great. So you're looking for a new place to live then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, you can't, live, can't here live here anymore. You're not cool no, enough. I've just been banned from movie choices now. So <laughs> I, I think that's fair Shit. enough. <laughs> Dan. Um, so recently, as in just yesterday, I went to, I took my little boy to go and see How to Train a Dragon Free, oh, um, The Hidden World. <laughs> it was very, very good. In fact, um, a, a nice round into the trilogy of How to Train a Dragon. Um and there were some happy bits, there were some scary bits, there were some really funny bits. And even my wife was crying at the end of it. Um, oh. it, was, it was, it's a happy, sad, and a lovely ending to it. Yeah. Um, and I just love the way they, the dragons move. The different types of dragons, they've kind of taken different animal kind of characteristics and rolled it into it. And it's brilliant. It is a really, really, really good kind of film to go and watch. Yeah. Probably slightly better than Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Boss Baby alone. That's <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It, yeah. I've kind of had the first half of the month was very movie orientated. Um, I've watched for the first time The Big Lebowski. Oh my God. Only the first time. Only the first time. How much did you love it? It was amazing. It's brilliant. I've not seen it, it for it's so I, I possibly have forgotten how good it is. Oh, it you is need incredible. To it then. It's just yeah. so mental. Yeah. And there's so many. <laughs> So many people in it, but I really enjoyed it. It was a very good, like, almost a bit of like a comedy crime caper type thing. Yeah. And just, it was always, yeah, lots of silly things happens to him. And it was very good. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel sad that I've not seen it earlier. I think I probably lied to people now. saying that I have seen it, but I never really had. 
So, but now <laughs> I have. I, I promise I have now seen it. Uh, what else have I seen? Um, I've watched The Blind Side for the first time, uh, which was the uh, Sandra Bullock one where she raised um, a, a a kid uh, who was almost living in poverty, and then he also grew up to be an American footballer. Yeah. I watched the um, Netflix documentary Abducted in Plain Sight, which oh, I'm is only halfway through that. Which is the most incredible mental fucked up documentary I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> To explain it would take me... I, I explained it to my girlfriend and her friend and it took me 45 minutes. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into it now. But if, oh if you haven't seen it, watch it. Because there's yeah. so many weird twists and turns in it. It's just the most incredible thing. Um, God, I've watched loads. Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Haven't seen that in a while. That was on ITV a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of the Arguably one of the best sequels ever. And um, Birdman as well, Michael Keaton, which oh, I've never Birdman. seen, and Edward Norton. That, that is very good. That was odd, but I yeah, also like that. It's um, it it's a bit cool. weird, isn't it? A bit, yeah. bit fucked up, but yeah, that, that's that's beautiful. Something different. I've smashed through all four series of Line of Duty, getting ready for the fifth oh, series. Yes. I know Dan loves it. Oh, I can't wait. Very, very good. Yeah. I'm very much looking for the fifth series. One of the big reasons because Stephen Graham is going to be in it. And oh, really? Yeah, oh. and I mean Stephen Graham mm-hmm. is. A legend. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, and I've just finished the first <laughs> series of The Crown. It's really good. Because I couldn't I mean, have started it and I haven't persevered. No, it's just like so. my... I, I like the royals. I like to see them all happy and stuff. But my, my history of the royals is pathetic. I know nothing. <laughs> but now... I mean, please don't test me now because I'll probably get it wrong. <laughs> but I now know so much more. Yeah. Even like names. <laughs> even like names <laughs> of people, people that I really didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so we're going to hopefully crack on with the second series because the third series is going to be out this year. Yeah, and Netflix. that's uh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Olivia Coleman as, oh, as, as Liz. I don't call her Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> You're I that close to her. Yeah. Yeah. Liz and Big Phil. It's all right. We're good. And then, um, and then Helena Bowen Carter is going to be Margaret. So that should be quite cool. Because I didn't oh, realise nice. like, Margaret was a party animal. Yes. Was she? Yeah, which yes. I never knew. Yeah, Ooh. I never knew that. Margaret. There was um, a lot of... Uh, Stories that have been yes. downplayed about yeah. her. Oh, right. And they I didn't realise how, I don't know how, I could, but Elizabeth and Philip are just miserable oh, really? in their marriage. But, but, that, but they can't get divorced. They just can't because no. they're the, essentially the king and queen. Well, they can't, well, not the king, but yes, yeah, so, so oh they have to God. stay together and they just live this miserable, miserable what, life. And they're still together now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure things have picked up. <laughs> I mean, are you like to think? I, I hope it does. So. I'm sure this is, you know, as wow. good days as yeah. bad days. But, it's, but, but, but <laughs> oh I mean, because oh yeah, it's just. Oh my god, I feel gonna, really bad I'm for them. Watch. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch because it's very it's educational, but not in a boring way. It's really, yeah. it really brings you in. Yeah, my wife has said it's like it's learning and uh, about a lot of the um the royal protocols and yeah. the whole kind of way of how things need to be yeah, how things need to be set yeah it's really really it is yeah I really like it so let's get on to our main feature guys which okay. is picking two films that won the best picture at the Oscars but why that shouldn't have been the case I was a bit worried that we might come up with the same ones I was going to ask you before but then I thought no no, no. It's 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 cheating. It. no it will be fine if that happens <laughs> and that, all might. I can say it was very 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 hard yeah yeah to choose because a lot of the the winners there have won for some some, some reason but they're all very good films yeah 
Um, but I think I've managed to choose two, which will probably upset some people. That's what I like. <laughs> but well, hopefully not, but I've got valid reasons behind it. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the, I, mean, with that. I, I found it quite easy to pick my two, but <laughs> I don't know how valid my reasons are. <laughs> <laughs> I was the complete opposite. You, uh, you, you may right. start I'll, us off. I'll start with my first one. So my first one is Shakespeare in Love. Ooh, okay. Which one in 1998? It also won a load of other... Oscars as yeah. well that year. Gwyneth Paltrow won Best Actress. And Judi Dench won Best Supporting, even though she was on screen for like 10 minutes. Oh, That's yeah. just the power yeah. of Judy, though. Exactly. Yes, Judy. <laughs> but I just, I don't think, because when you see what else was nominated that year, so you have Saving Private Ryan, which didn't win, which I think should have won over, yeah. over that, just because... I mean, it's a lovely film and it gives you a nice feeling, yeah. but I don't feel like it's got any depth to it. And it's not... Gwyneth Paltrow's English accent is just fucking terrible. <laughs> she just can't speak English, can she? She just can't do it. I and thought she'd done a quite a good one, sliding you know, sliding doors. doors. No, it was slightly oh, better. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. But I just... She just... No, she just can't do an English accent. Just stop it. Just Anna. compare all English accents to Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> and it will be so much better. Is <laughs> that your benchmark for it English is. accents from America? Well, I mean, just a quick fact about Dick Van Dyke's um, Cockney accent. So an Irishman taught him how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Why did they get an Irishman? Exactly. I think they that was find who they had available. one Cockney yeah. in London. Well, there Jesus you go. Christ. Yeah. It's not really historically accurate. I know that's... And I know it shouldn't be because it's supposed to be just a nice film yeah. about... Shakespeare, you know, getting inspiration for Romeo and Juliet. But I just, I well, I've read about it. I did a little bit of research, and apparently, it's because Harvey Weinstein was the producer, and he's very good at schmoozing, and so he schmoozed all the Academy, oh. not like people that vote for it, and that's why it won. And well, I think in, in that's the typical unfair. Harvey Weinstein style. All <laughs> of the voters are like middle-aged white men, that <laughs> aren't okay. they? But well, I think they've diversified it a bit this year. But, I mean, Saving Private Ryan is just epic, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, and that's it's, one hell of a film. Yeah, and yeah. for it not to win Best Picture, I think yeah. it's just criminal, really. So that is my... That's my first one. But Nice. That's yeah. fair enough. Okay, right, I'll go next. Go on, so my first one is Moonlight, which <gasps> won in 2017. What? No! I know, so Moonlight Thank is... You. So it's films from three perspectives um, of... Uh, uh, I can't even remember the character's name. This is how little impact it had on my life. Um, yeah, for oh, wow. from being a young child all the way up to a man. Mahasala Ali. Is that um, how you pronounce it? I've been yeah. trying to avoid saying his name. Oh, no, I know. I think. And like Naomi, Naomi Harris is in it. Like, it. It had a nice cast yeah. and stuff, but for me, just not enough happened. Oh, like, no. I remember there was a the particular scene, it was about four or five minutes long. And it was just following, I think it was Naomi Harris's character, from a car walking to her, walking to her house. Yeah. And that was it. Like, there was a few bits happening around in the background, like kids playing, but that was it. I just sat there, I've just wasted four to five minutes of my life just watching this woman walking back to her house. <laughs> it was just, oh and there's dear. just very little dialogue and, you know, I like all nice cinematic shots and stuff, but I don't want that to be the main premise of a film. Yeah. And just... And yeah, films where very little happens, but you're supposed to appreciate the th- little things that do happen. I, t- I like big brass effects and I like craziness. And yeah, I was very underwhelmed when I left the cinema. I remember people walking out like, oh my God, that 
was definitely going to win the Oscar. And I was thinking, I hope they don't win the Oscar because that was shit. <laughs> but sadly, it did. It almost didn't. No, it didn't. No, oh, of course, yeah. No, it didn't. No, <laughs> I wish, I wish nobody had... Uh, that's, that's the whole... Yeah, I did actually watch that the other day. And, oh, God, it's so awkward. It really is. It's and so they all get up awkward. on stage. Do you know, Dan? No. I so, um, who was it that messed up? Nala. It was oh, it like was... Um, what's his face? Someone oh, messed up the... One. Yeah, so they oh. announced the best picture and they said, La La Land. And they all got up on stage and they were like, no, oh. it's actually Moonlight. <laughs> Can you all get off the stage, give the Oscar back and give it to Moonlight? Because what he read out, so he read out the best actress, right. which uh, said Emma Stone, yeah. La La Land. He'd, given, so he'd got given the wrong envelope, Yeah, didn't but he? he was looking really confused and he showed it to um, the woman next to him. And oh, yeah. like, and Production and basics, exactly that's all I can say. Yeah. Somebody definitely got sacked for that job. Oh, God. Uh, right, so Dan, <laughs> what is your, your first one, please? Okay, my first best picture that shouldn't have won is Titanic. <gasps> Titanic? Titanic. Oh, my God. Yes, everybody goes, oh, Titanic, that's it's a lovely film. It's good yeah, I'm with reasoning them. for that. Okay. I'm the with them, Dan, what's your problem? The reason is <laughs> it's a bit of a poor story. What? The love story between that. <laughs> Sorry, what? Right. On that ship, it's an, a, an historical kind of film. You know, yeah. it happened. It did mm-hmm. that. There were over 2,000 people on that ship, yet they had to make up a story. Mm. And that's the kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, there okay. is probably, if they researched it a little bit, they would have found being able to find a story or a, you know, a series of stories that could have intertwined. Yeah. But they didn't. They just went for this whole kind of really bad monologue. This person comes in, oh, she meets all the right people to give them all the details for the film. You know, as they meet the, the ship's designer and stuff like that to explain why there's not enough uh, lifeboats on the ship. <laughs> just can't be arsed. You know, we're not saving the poor people. See, these, the boats are for the rich people. We don't care about poor people. That's the way it works. Um, <laughs> and it, it just kind of like a film moves. And I don't warm to Jack yeah, as a character, oh. yeah, no, like, oh, he's on the front of the ship. Oh, Jack and Flight. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just that I just thought the story was pretty poor. I'm not, the visuals are amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you just kind of think there, there's this whole everything was there. It's shot wonderful. Even the people who were acting and it did act their best bits. Yes, um, you know they did the very well. I just think oh, the story's just a little bit. Just, uh, just lacking in something. It's lacking, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and then it goes down, and then she's on a door, and she is. There was plenty of room for Jack on that door. There was so much she room did, for Jack on yeah. that door. It, sh- it just shows how far the love went down. Is oh, that no? Get off, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to stretch. He did, he did give it up. Just a holiday fling, though. okay, love. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get back on my life. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that, no, that. that's a good point because um, there were so many people. On. How many actually survived, though? I'm not too sure how many survived. It wasn't a lot. No. Bear in mind it. But, and no, I'm, sure conditions. I'm sure that James Cameron, he went down to the ship, didn't yeah. he? They, they did an amazing amount of mm. research. They looked onto it. Some of the, um, the footage that you see is actually of the ship. Of the um, subs going down oh, to really? have a look at oh, it, cool. yeah. So there's some real, and it's yeah. done amazing amount. I mean, like James Cameron's a very, very good director in my yeah. view. Yeah, he does it. But this this one area, just kind of like <laughs> of all of that, you just feel <laughs> we need something to tie all this together. Yeah, let's do this, and you go, yeah, why not? Let's do that. 
you know, Avatar wasn't the greatest story ever. Just trying Definitely to, not. It was just trying to tie together some visuals, and that's just the yeah. way it goes kind of thing. It's no Terminator 2. <laughs> Definitely not. I wholeheartedly agree with you on with, that with, one. With that. So that was my first one. It starts off with the second then, Dan, as, as we've got you on the mic. Go on then. It's yeah. me for the second. Okay. So if that one was bad, this one's even <laughs> My second oh, uh, no. one was Forrest Gump. Oh, oh What's your beef God, with Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I just find it, and it's probably because I'm British, uh, it's a bit <laughs> of a patchwork of American modern history. Yeah. It's all the kind of everything that's happened big. To, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have him landing on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or some way involved in the NASA space program. Because that's the only thing that seems to be missing. He was involved in the uh, Vietnam War, created yep. jogging bumper stickers, yep. like shit happens, and yep. smiley faces, <laughs> uh, created a trawler fleet and a, a brand of... Um, Seafood. Yep, certainly did. Um, they're trying to put a, a, a nice new positive spin on the American yeah. dream. And that's yeah. what it was. He's trying to kind of think, again, oh, all these achievements, and all he wants is his childhood girlfriend. Jono. Jono. No. He doesn't work <laughs> like that. Not real life. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sort of going, it should be like real life, but someone just does not stumble through life <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. You just don't do this, then do that, and then do that, and, that, and meet the president six times, and yeah. whatever it is, and, and not be yeah. an, an amazing kind of like you know well-known star for America. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, he would have been people have done a lot less <clears throat> and got recognised a lot more, and that's why I just find it Maybe just like slightly. Maybe like the current president of the United States. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, um, yeah. And I just and I've, I've I've seen it once or twice. Yeah, I'm still not. Yeah, maybe I should revisit it. I haven't seen it in in yeah. years, yeah, in probably ten plus years. But I think that's that's the kind of go. Do you want to go back yeah. and visit? Is that shit? Doesn't thing? excite me thinking no. about it. The thing is that a lot of the um, uh, Oscar films don't excite me. No, there there are a lot there that seem to be there for because they give a nice outlook on life or the story or the fact mm. that yeah. it is the reflecting on American history. Yeah. Um, and the other reason why I don't think Forrest Gump should have won because. Also nominated that year was Shawshank Redemption. Oh, God. Really? Shawshank Redemption had seven, or nominated for seven Oscars and lost every single one really? of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that, no, that's so a So you've got that there, that and then you've got Shawshank yeah. Cup here, which yeah. is one which of the... Uh, yeah. so horrendous. One of the greatest films that's voted on IMDb. You know, as I said, they got nominated for seven Oscars that year, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. They even lost out to Speed. I mean, that's it's fair enough. In the category of sound mixing, <laughs> they lost that to Speed. No, I agree with that. Speed that's come fine. away from that, that year with, with an, an Oscar. Oscar. Shawshank Redemption. I did not know that. Nothing. I love Speed. Uh, Speed's one of my favourite 90s thrillers. I love it. it it's Speed good. is great. It is great. It's, you know, it, it's good. And it's kind of reflective of, you know, should some of these uh, other types of films be re- recognised within yeah. the Oscars? And yes, yeah, Speed. But there's also Shawshank Redemption. You know, it's like they couldn't even give, create a... You know, best yeah. prison-based film for it. <laughs> they, it's just not recognised, and that, I think that's a shame. That is a shame. Ah. Right. So my second film is Gladiator. <laughs> oh God. Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. Again. So one of the last things I wrote about this, just in big capital letters, is boring. 
<laughs> I've only ever seen it once, and it was I went to cinema with my dad in because it came out in two thousand and one. So I would have been 16, 17 years old. So um, I'm sure everybody knows in it, but Russell Crowe is in it as Maximus, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Connie Nielsen. And it was just, it just follows this Russell Crowe's character, Maximus, who um, like he gets arrested and his wife and children are murdered. Like there's some, the speech that everybody's love, I'm Maximus, husband to a murdered wife father to a murdered child and I'll add my vengeance in this time that's the best bit of the film just that little speech I think that's what everybody waits for but um, but in the film there's a lot of dream sequences and it's the same dream sequence of him you feel as if he's preparing himself to die because he wants to go and because at the end of this dream is his family yeah. and who he's going to go and <clears throat> you know he's going to spend with the afterlife oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you probably see this dream sequence maybe four or five times yeah you do but it's the same sequence every time but you just get that little <laughs> bit further and it's literally just a cornfield yeah and it's like <laughs> like the music and it is oh god it just grates on you <laughs> And I just couldn't stand it. I mean, don't, like the. Did you not was, cry at the end, though? No, right? not at all. Like, <laughs> I, I, I might have cried with joy that it finished because <laughs> I think it was about three hours long. It was just yeah, under three hours long. long. So long. that was, uh, yeah. So it was just too too long for a film like that. And I don't really like the the sand and sandals type movies, you know, like uh, Ben Hur and Spartacus. That's, they're always too long, and I just don't. I don't. My, my dad, he's a huge fan of films like that, so yeah. he tried to make me watch them as a kid, but. I just couldn't get to grips with them. But I mean, like, I think there's like three big fight scenes in this. I really like them. They were good. I remember there was a bit when he's fighting a big guy and he has an axe and he smashes the axe on this guy's toe. Yeah. And, like, he just goes through his shoe and you just saw this blood spurting out. And, um, and, and I was impressed with because um, Oliver Reed, who played, can't think, like, like the Emperor or Caesar, whatever. Yeah, Caesar's like Caesar, character. Yeah, might be Caesar. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that small character in the film. Like the I know, up, and he died down, towards the end of the filming, but they hadn't done yet, so they had to CGI him. I was impressed with that. I think for 2001, it was quite good effects, but overall, just boring again. Just yeah, too again, long. I'm just, I just find that if, yeah, if, if, if I'm not grabbed within the first 10 minutes, I'm gone. Yeah, that's it. And this didn't, it was shit and rubbish and boring. I'm pretty much the same with it. I remember watching it. Um, I didn't watch it. I watched it on DVD. It's one of the first DVDs I got. Yeah. Put it on my brand new hi-fi system surround sound. <laughs> Apart from the sound part of it. Yeah. Because it was... The uh, one of, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was, in, that was in surround sound. I had speakers on the rear. She's in like, the room. <laughs> it was a... Oh, I'll be bored of this now. Yeah. It's it like was. one of those overhyped ones, isn't it? Yeah. Like hyped up a lot. I remember my in laws went to Rome to have a look at the Colosseum, and there were Americans there asking, Where was the statue of Russell Crowe? These <laughs> 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 characters, they thought he was a real character. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Gemma. Okay, so my final one is um, Crash, which won in 2005. But, and it is, it is good. Um, it's sort of a Six Degrees of Separation style mm. film where it's set in LA over 36 hours and you go, you go in and you see all these different scenarios and all these characters are linked over all these different yeah. scenarios. Um, and so there are some scenes in it which are quite powerful, like the, uh, the one where the police officer sort of humiliates the Tandy Newton's character in yeah. the car. I don't know if you've... Have you seen no, it? I've never I've seen, not seen it. it. No. So there's just this scene where 
um, this white cop pulls over this uh, American black couple and basically assaults her in front of her husband. And then later on, there's a car crash and mm. he pulls her out, but she sees him and she's like, no, no, no. But the car's on fire, so he's got to get her out and stuff like that. Oh. But, and so there's different scenes like that. And while they're very powerful, Brookback Mountain was also nominated that year, but the basis of my of my ones are basically that there was a better film. Yeah, like Brookback Mountain was just brilliant. Um, yeah. I love it, and it's a it would have been a really important statement for the Academy to have yeah. given it the Oscar that year yeah. because of LGBTQ rights and everything yeah. like that. And annoyingly, <laughs> there is another film called Crash that is about people that. Like get get off by crashing cars and like that's their fetish. Yeah. And I tried to watch it once with my mum, right? I was like, I'm gonna put on Crash, it's a really good film, let's watch it together. Did you get the wrong started, Yeah. And then it just started off with these people like deliberately crashing their cars and then like just playing with themselves and I was like, What the is going on? My mum's like, What is this film, Gemma? I thought you said it was really good and like um, this is definitely the wrong crash. This is the wrong <laughs> crash. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> but yeah, no, Brookback Mountain was way, way better. Nice. Okay, good. I did want to mention that uh, when Shape of Water won, it shouldn't oh, have won. I like that. No. Three billboards should. I mean, I haven't seen Shape of Water, but oh. I've seen three billboards, so I think that should. Yeah, have won. but uh, <laughs> no, but Shape of Water is just—it's a beautiful film. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, over, I'm is, overruling you on that. It's, what, it's beautiful. No, it's not as good as three billboards. I've not seen it, but three billboards is better. I mean, when I was going through the list, I did find that there was... It, it just seems to be a certain type of film that fits the criteria yes. for a better Yeah, picture. they have a template, don't yeah. they, that they yeah. go with. And it's Noticing that... Okay, look, just looking at the winners, there was no science fiction at yeah. all. No. So no, like... Blade Runners. Or, no. Or like, no. And then people love these films. And one of the films that, you know, I like... Um, and it was the same year as Titanic, mm. was The Fifth, Ele- um, the fifth yes. Element. That's a film that's come completely from someone's imagination. Mm. Everything's been created. The, s- yeah. the scape of it, the size, the whole kind of, the, the world that it exists in, yeah. the, the way that people move and the aliens. That doesn't even get a look in. No. You know, there's, there's you know, so much more goes into it than a, an historical film. Yeah. Well, we know what that is, a ship. It's, they've built a ship yeah. and they've done it and they created it and they did this and did that. Yeah. Half the film's already written for them. Yeah. You know, how it does that. And, and, and that's the you know, shame that mm. the Oscars don't reflect a wider scope of films. I know no. that there's different things. They always tend to win, you know, best dressed on. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, they try and squeeze them in that way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture this year. I think the only reason why that was the case because when originally they was going to kind of have a like a best I can't quite remember the name of the category. Yeah, like a best popular film category, weren't they? But then they decided to scrap it, and I think because it was they had such a backlash on it, they was like, oh shit, we best put one of those nominees into Into the best picture, and I think they picked Black Panther. How can you have a backlash on that? Because it's not. It's not fair, is it, on those actual popular yeah. films that get the box office? Because like people numbers. enjoy them and they yeah. go and watch them. But then there's also like you know so, uh, films like Sing Street that yeah. completely missed out yeah. the yeah. other side of things. You know, it's a case if they go, okay, this is the Oscars, this is the criteria that we're going to judge against, and, yeah. and then you go, okay, but the best picture should be 
if that's going to be the way that they're, they're presenting mm-hmm. it should be the best picture yeah it should be yeah yeah, yeah. of that year yeah not the best picture that suits our yeah yeah which ticks, yeah. ticks all the Oscar boxes yeah and it needs to be consistent yeah. year on year and year you might get a year a year where there's like four or five good films yeah that would you know definitely need to do that that's fine but then yeah. you get years like you know Forrest Gump and Shawshank <laughs> don't you and Gladiator <laughs> and Gladiator and Shape of Water yeah <laughs> no we had somebody send in uh, an email giving their one of their Oscar snubs so it's not for best picture uh, so this is from um, this is from Bod and so he says, the film that I think shouldn't have won an Oscar is not because it doesn't deserve one, it's because another film in the same category undoubtedly deserved it so much more. In 2014, 20 Feet from Stardom won the Best Documentary Oscar. This is a nice, sweet documentary about backing singers. Yes, it was interesting, insightful, and ticked most of the doc boxes, but in the same category that year was one of the most profound, thought-provoking, mind-blowing, and extremely important documentaries I've ever seen, The Act of Killing. I know you spoke about docs in your podcast last month, and if you haven't seen The Act of Killing, I think you should consider it. Ooh. But be warned, it's not an easy watch, and to a point, you are seeing humanity at its worst. It is both disturbing and uncomfortable, but it is impo- important, extremely important, and it is worth it. The fact that it didn't win an Oscar seems a bit <coughs> trivial in the biggest scheme of things, but I can't help think that the extra exposure an Oscar wing brings means that more people would have seen it. So sorry, 20 Feet of Stardom. You're nice and all, but you ain't going to change the world. Give that Oscar to the act of killing. Ooh. So there we go. And so he's, nice. he's kindly given us a uh, synopsis of the act of killing at the bottom, yeah. which is a documentary which challenges former Indonesian death squad leaders to reenact their mass killings in whichever cinematic genres they wish, including classic Hollywood crime scenarios, westerns and lavish musical numbers. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for sending that in, Bod. Um, yeah. 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 That sounds like a, a fun documentary to watch, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a light-hearted sass yeah. thing. Like. I mean, I, I'm really getting into my kind of like crimey yeah. documentaries uh, like this year, so I'm certainly going to try and um, and pick that out. Definitely, yeah. does sound like one to watch. The yeah. Guardian um, actually had a documentary nominated this year for an Oscar, the a Black Sheep. I don't know if you've seen that, and I did watch it, and it was actually mm. it was really good. It was basically when Damalola Taylor was killed. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, um, guy that lived near him he is his mum decided to move them out of london and into essex but it was very very racist in essex he was moved to this area and then basically it's a story about um the this boy and he's trying to fit in with all of these essex racist kids and oh god yeah and he kind of molds himself into yeah. being a racist and it's like don't we watch some lovely films yeah. <laughs> it was very powerful though it was good yeah. I oh, haven't okay. seen how it did. Oh, okay. That's something I'll have to look out for. Right, so we need to pick a subject for next month. So, Dan, would you please do the honours? This time, hold on. Ooh, Let's give it a And pick Let's a subject from, from the, the burger bowl of goodness. Oh, he's going right to the bottom. How weird is this? Go right to the bottom the bun. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh what's oh. it say? Oh. What are your favourite dining, foodie slash eating scenes in movies? Oh, oh my god, that's a good one. Oh, that's I good. Think that might have been one oh, of mine. Can we just food. burn anything from Chef? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is <laughs> no. I'm gonna, just to make it. A yeah, that is just be the main topic. I'm going to try my best to avoid doing anything from Chef. So, can it be? Does it have to be? Um, can it be like a documentary, or can it? Why or not? it needs to be like a film. film? 
Well, no, not the documentary. Well, I think films, we're just a scene, really. Yeah, just, just a, a scene. scene. Well, yeah, you know what? Hell, let's shove in TV if you really want to. Although <laughs> I don't know how many uh, foodie TV. It could even be the, like, your favourite food from a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my mm. god, I think I've got one already as well. Because there is, there is, a, there is like a, you know, you get all of these, um, all these interactive cinema things now. Yeah. There is one where you can go and you get like a seven course dinner, and you get oh you god. you get courses throughout the film that yeah, are associated yeah. with that scene. Nice. So I remember my sister said she went to like to the uh, Pulp Fiction one. Yeah. And then when they was talking about the burgers, yep. they bought out a burger. And then when um, they got the... Who got injected with the thingy needle? Oh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, when yeah. she got injected, they bought out um, like a syringe <laughs> shot. Oh, shit. She'd come out You're and like, play, get Jenna. that away from yeah. me. <laughs> the scene like before that, there's like a big bag of heroin yeah. doing around. <laughs> Oh it sounds like a fun premise. I'm not going to see Silence of the Lambs done no. like that. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'd, I, I'd like them to do a chef one of them. That would be good. Can I, can I have my brain slightly more? <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's it. So that sadly brings an end to episode two of Glad That Got Made. So um, thank you again for everybody who uh, who listen in and download and subscribed. It's uh, very much appreciated. And if anybody else wants to ask us a question or let us know their suggestions on, um, on what are their favourite uh, dining and foodie eating scenes is from movies or TV or documentaries, uh, then please let us know at gladthatgotmade at gmail.com or find us on Twitter with the handle at gladthatgotmade. So um, thank you all again for listening. Thank you, Dan, and thank you, Gemma. Thank, thank you, you, David. And, uh, and we shall see you all again next time. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.